Yeah. Just give me a little boost up, would you? Marky laced her fingers together to make a stirrup for Monty. Monty used his fingers, his four front fingers, to boost himself up onto the pump car platform. Wow, Marky. Two things. A. Where are we headed? And number two. <laughs> what did Mr. Rectoropa say when she gave you the tinky bottle? Well, Monty, A. We're meeting Tarsha at the training facility. And B, she said I should be aware of your poop jokes. <laughs> well, go on, Monty. Do you have a number two? Oh, Monty. So when she gave me my tincture bottle, or my tinky bottle, as you say, she told me how and when to use it. And she also gave me this. This is my printout from the OIST. She said it's just a little homework for you. Mr. Rectoropa said you should familiarize yourself with it by tomorrow. But that's not all. She also said we could borrow her pump car to get there. When Marky and Monty's excitement about actually being on a pump car wore off, they passed the time by playing one of Marky's favorite games, Categories. And when they had categorized all the categories, Marky and Monty wondered, where in the world was this training facility? And then they saw what looked like a pep rally poster, a message painted on the back side of a produce box lid. Please remain strong. You're almost there. And just when the two had no more left to give, another produce box top welcome home sign that read, Gimme five, you made it. So Monty, with only five on the hind, did a handstand to do just that. And when the celebration was over, Monty stood upright again, just in time. Tarsha! She's here! Appreciate y'all helping me put the final touches on the training facility. 
Babs, Trudy, Marky's gonna love the granny square blanket y'all crocheted. Judy, five, y'all's welcome home signs look so good. That was a nice touch. Mama, would y'all like to sit for a minute? We can have tea before they get here. Virgil, we love to. Virgil, I'm glad we've got a minute. You know, I've been checking your mailbox at the silo since you've been gone. I'm not sure what's going on, but every day for the last week you've gotten mail. A lot of mail. Look at it. Whoa, Mama. It must have finally taken off. What must have taken off, Virgil? Well, a while back, I put the feelers out for an advice column. I've had a few responses here and there, but nothing like this. Well, that's neat. I was raised on advice columns when I was younger. Bounce It Off Bill was in the Sunday paper, and Just Ask Jane was in my favorite style magazine. I remember it like it was yesterday. We couldn't wait to get our hands on it, and everybody talked about it the next day. I'd love to hear some of your letters, Virgil. By the way, what'd you name your column? It's called Let's Shuck It Down to the Cob. Mama, I'd love to read some together. Dear Virgil, my wife and I finally got new neighbors. With only one chance to make a first impression, we have a lot riding on our welcome to the neighborhood gift. Do you have any suggestions? Signed, a couple that cares in Kentucky. Wow, that's a great question. Virgil, how will you respond? Pie. The answer is definitely pie. That was easy. Let's try another one. Wait, no. We can't go to the next one. What kind of pie? Yeah, Virgil, that's definitely not an easy one. Would you go savory or sweet? Yeah, now you're opening yourself up to the whole crust conundrum. What conundrum? Well, graham cracker and American flaky are so yesterday. You should try Pat's. What kind does Pat use? Pretzel or something? No, it's not a person. It's a Pat crust. A brisee, a sucre, a sable. It can really give you a well-rounded crust selection. Wow, you're right. It's not easy. Then you'd have to decide flavor and crimping style. Don't get me started on lattice or no lattice. Pie is a very personal choice. 
Yeah, y'all are right. I'll have to think about that one some more. How about another? Dear Virgil, it's that time of year again. Time to pick extracurricular activities at school. I've always dreamed of being in the marching band. I've loved music and played it since I was little. But they passed out the instrument sign-up list, and now I'm hesitant. My instrument, the tambourine, isn't even on the list. I want to be in the band, so everyone is suggesting I should just switch to the French horn or the clarinet. I don't want to. I would love your advice, Virgil. Should I shake things up this year and push for the tambourine? Signed, Tamboist in Tampa. Hmm. You know what? That's a great question. Yeah, that's a good one. What would you say? Well, I would say... I can relate to this question so much, Tamboist. It makes me think back to when I was just a cornlet. My mom signed me up for my first music class. It was an intro to music, and we all started with the xylophone. I loved it. It felt like a natural fit. I jammed out. I had rhythm. I was keeping time. And then, the complaint. The students, the teachers, they all complained to my mom. He's a disruption. He's too loud. It turns out the way these leaves are set up, my mallets rarely struck the actual keys. I framed it. I shanked it. I rimmed it. Whatever way you want to say it, I couldn't quite get the hang of striking the keys. But I knew I loved the music, and I knew I was really trying. But they all thought I was clowning around and being a jokester. They strongly suggested to my mom that I drop out. They even played a joke on me and removed all of the wooden slats from my instrument and just left the frame. But my mom knew I wasn't doing that on purpose. I just have a little issue with pressure. It's usually too hard or too soft. I mean, why do you think they call me Goldilocks? Anyway, my mom said, no way. I'm not taking away something he loves so much. So Tambo is in Tampa. Do me a favor. Look up the word develop in the dictionary. Develop, cause it to grow, bring out its capabilities, bring out its possibilities. My mom realized I may always bang frames and pop strings, but I love to entertain. It's the showmanship. So she was able to find a school that developed my unique musical capabilities. Fast forward a few years, I discovered the heart. Unstringed, of course. Bow, wow. One thing led to another. 
I went on tour and I was able to see the world. So, Tambo's in Tampa, do me one more favor. I would definitely shake things up this year. Push for the tambourine and let me know how it turns out. Tarsha? Marky? Is that y'all? We've been waiting. Virgil, I love what you've done with the place. Tarsha, I was thrilled when you asked me to design a train facility for you. <laughs> it's taken a while. This place needed some TLC. You know, it sat vacant for years when the whole bigger, faster, newer mentality hit. Most of the world switched to the monorail system. Sky trains were popping up everywhere. The old locomotives couldn't keep up. They were overlooked. Train facilities everywhere sat vacant. The railroad cars collected dust and the depot sat still. And then I found this place. I've made the old depot what it used to be and turned a bunch of old railroad cars into different rooms, like a campus or a neighborhood. I think y'all will really like the place. Let me show y'all around. Everyone's been working so hard to help me get it ready. Come on. We'll start with gray artist cars. Virgil, actually, for tonight, is there any way we can just see the outside of the handwriting car and the crochet car? Really, all of the gray artist cars? We'd love to tour the inside of each one, but you know just as well. We can do all of that tomorrow. Marky needs her rest before such a big day. And besides, I have a bunco game kicking off in an hour. Good point, Mama. I didn't even consider your bunco night. This won't take long. Y'all please wait on the patio for a second. I've got to go get something. What a reunion while the crowd waited on Virgil. Marky, Monty, and Tarsha fellowshiped with the Memos, Grandmas, and Nonas, while Five positioned his boombox and adjusted the volume. Hey, Marky. I'm so glad you made it. I thought you'd never get here. Guess what? I made presents for you. Aw, thanks, Five. Five gave Marky a chocolate peanut butter pie and loaded a cassette into the tape deck of his boombox. Yeah, the meringue is the hardest part of that particular pie. Mama and Nana have been helping me test recipes. I don't know if you've heard yet, but I'm the new cafeteria manager. Five, that's awesome about the cafeteria, and even more awesome about the pie. Will you share it with me? I was hoping you'd ask, but that's not all. Five pushed play. It's a mixtape. I made it for you. For us. Ooh, what songs? You got any Remy Legato? You'd better know it! And as he cranked up the volume, the patio came alive with raucous laughter and stylish dancing. Marky broke out into a Remy shimmy, Nona did the jitterbug, and a whole group of mammals grapevined from one side of the patio to the other. Five took to the center of the patio, balled up his little fists, and moved them in a horizontal circle to the rhythm of the beat. 
Five's Cabbage Patch Dance was a real showstopper. And just as the crowd formed a circle around him, Virgil, with a conductor's hat side-cocked to his bouffant, rounded the corner in a tricked-out trolley train. Two nuts dressed in tracksuits sat right behind him. The dance party was interrupted as the tiny train screeched to a halt in front of the patio. Hey, man. Marky and Five held hands with Monty. The grandmas clenched arms with the nonas, and everybody lined up on the edge of the patio to check it out. Come on. Everybody get on. I hope there's enough room. If there's not, y'all just pile in for now. I can always add more seats. When I designed the facility for Tarsha, I didn't realize how large it would become. But by the time Marky's development team was developed, we needed an entire train car neighborhood and plenty of room to train for the Sunday Fest. A public transport was the obvious answer. So I remembered this old carnival train out behind my silo. I juiced it up and modified it a bit. I think it's a perfect fit. Speaking of Marky's development team, I want y'all to meet Jan and John. Jan the pecan and John the pecan, the two nuts seated behind Virgil, had been selected as Marky's strength and conditioning coaches. I'm so glad everybody is finally in one place. I know it's late now, but until the morning, at least y'all can get oriented. The housing is in the very back. The trolley and its guests all lurched forward as the tires let out a baby squeal. Marky's pie slammed against her chest. Five's boombox landed in Bab's crochet bag. Sorry, folks. Until I get the cruise control operational in this thing, this is what we've got. This is just how I drive. It's just like a very strong heartbeat, that's all. But I am sorry to hear about your shirt, Marky. Marky wanted to share in everyone's excitement as the trolley rolled past the game room and the records room. She wanted to high-five five as they revved past the cafeteria, but she couldn't. The pie was everywhere. The cream felt gritty on her skin. Her t-shirt was wet and heavy with chocolate pie filling, and she started to feel cold. Monty, sensing all of it, looked at Marky and noticed tears had filled the corners of her eyes. Hey, Marky, Virgil said the trolley ride could take a few minutes. Can I braid your hair? I learned a really cool one. You might like it for your first day at camp. Marky, also a self-proclaimed braiding aficionado, was so intrigued that she forgot about how gross her shirt felt. Sure, Monty, that's a great idea. And as the trolley trolleyed along, Marky enjoyed how the wheels sounded as they clunked over the antique brick streets she relaxed into her braid tutorial. Mama, Babs, Trudy, I'm gonna drop everybody off, then circle back around to get you going in time for your bunko game. I've gotta get some rest anyway. 
We've all got to get some rest. It's up and at them at 5 a.m. The announcement of the early morning jolted Marky back into full awareness. The announcement she thought she would never hear? Training camp, day one, begins at 5 a.m. 